welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Well, hey, y'all. Talking like this because I'm in Dallas. I'm here for a speakers conference. It's actually my hometown. I've just lost the accent over time. We moved to Dallas when I was like two years old, so I've always called Texas home. But I don't come back here very much because my family all lives in Austin, so that's where I usually go. But the rare occasions that I am back in Dallas, I'm always struck with a bit of nostalgia. It always brings back that feeling of being little and growing up here. And sometimes I wish I could go back and tell my younger self who worried a whole heck of a lot about the future, that everything was going to turn out really great, even better than she expected. Yet, I guess that would have spoiled the fun of having to go through all the challenges and expectation hangovers that got me to where I am today. So just know that any challenge you face, it's leading you. It's leading you somewhere, even if you feel really stuck. You just have to be willing to make the changes and allow change to happen. Which brings me to the topic of today's episode, which is all about getting unstuck. And a big part of getting unstuck is being willing to really deal with change and heal from change. But before we dive into the call, I want to go over some of the biggest roadblocks I see people encounter that prevents them from making the changes to get unstuck. So see if you relate to any of these. The first one, and this is probably the most popular is we want certainty. We've talked about that a lot on this podcast. We are addicted to control and certainty and knowing. So we kind of stay in limbo. We want something. We want to make changes. We want to get unstuck, but we're waiting. We're waiting for fear to go away. You know, But fear doesn't always go away. And as I talk about in the call, how we develop courage is we move forward even when we feel fear. And truth be told, We can never be 100% certain about most things. We just have to take the steps. If you're waiting for certainty, you're going to be waiting probably too long. So the second roadblock is attempting to move forward when there are still things in our past that are holding us back. So something goes wrong in life or we have an expectation hangover and instead of really taking the time to heal it and deal with it, we just want to go and change something outside of us and create some different thing in our future. And often it's a different category of life. Like we go through a bad breakup and we want to just fixate on our career. You'll you'll hear about that in today's call. Or something's not going well in our work life and we're like, oh, I'll just fixate on my relationship or traveling or whatever it is. And that can be a distraction. You know, it's great to take steps forward, but are you taking steps forward in an attempt to close your eyes and plug your ears and not deal with kind of the carnage behind you? And the third roadblock I'm going to cover today is talking a lot about what we want, but really not taking the steps to get there. So having the awareness, talking, 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 having lots of story about it, but actually not taking that first step to make the changes. So you'll hear about some of these roadblocks I addressed in my call today with Marie, whose initial question had to do with how she's struggling with finding the courage to move and find a new job. But you'll see our session goes in a different direction because she kind of was falling into the trap of, oh, I'm just going to focus on this other thing when there's this one area of my life I haven't completely dealt with. So 
As you're listening to this call, consider the following. Are you waiting to do something until you're completely sure? Basically, are you waiting for certainty before you make changes? Second, are you attempting to make too many decisions at once, but don't seem to actually do any of them? You know, a lot of times when we're trying to get unstuck, there's like all these questions we have in our mind. And instead of really focusing in on one and addressing it, we just kind of spin in confusion. Third thing I want you to consider, do you relate to being a creative person and feel like there's so much you want to do and you just have to do it all at once? And finally, are you still wanting something from someone that they didn't give you in a relationship and can't seem to move on until you either get it or get an apology from that person? Like you call it you're waiting for closure, but really you're still attached to getting something. So before we play the call, I just want to give you a little reminder that if you really want to take a huge leap to getting unstuck, my winter retreat is coming up. It's January 8th through 10th. It's just about an hour and a half outside of LA. It's my signature retreat, highly, highly experiential, highly transformational. Sorry, guys, this one's for women only. If you want information about it, go to my website or just email jill at christinehassler.com and she can give you all the details. I think I'm going to rename it my unstuck retreat. Come get unstuck because believe me, you will. And now on to my call with Marie where I support her in getting unstuck after a breakup. Hello, Marie. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi. My question basically is I'm basically kind of dealing with multiple things right now. I'm I'm going to consider it my quarter-life crisis because I feel like I'm just in a rut. I'm ready to move on from my job and I'm kind of struggling with just finding the courage to make a big move because the industry that I'm in, I can't just really go anywhere. So I would really have to move entirely to find a new job. And I have the desire, but I'm a little bit, I'm just a little bit scared of the reality of doing something like that. So extreme and just multiple things. I'm kind of still trying to get over my last relationship, which we broke up about a year ago and we've still kind of been in contact. It wasn't like an awful breakup, but I still kind of have some feelings there, but I want to get over them because I just need to move on in general in my life. Because like I said, I kind of just feel like I'm in a rut and I'm a very creative person. What I do for a living is, is a form of art and I know I have a lot in me and I just want to do so much more and Mm -hmm. show so much more to the world. So I just kind of feel like I'm at a point where I realize all of these things and I know I just need to put one foot forward, but I'm kind of struggling and finding that I keep kind of feeling a little bit down and Mm -hmm. a little bit, I don't want to say negative, but I definitely have some slight fear and I know that really the person that I am, I have it in me to do these things. Like I'm a very motivated and driven person. And I've never really been too scared to do anything, but Mm -hmm. I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm starting to kind of get that fear and I want to overcome it. Okay. So, okay. So let's just break this down a little bit first, you know, forget about overcoming fear. I still have fear. Fear is not a bad thing. It's just how we manage it. So, you know, 
courage isn't the absence of fear, it's moving forward in the face of fear. So the problem is you're you're wanting certainty about things before you make a step. And right. we can't get out of our comfort zone and we can't stretch and we don't really grow when we only take steps in certainty. It, it's great to take steps when we're certain. That that's That's awesome as well. However, a lot of the transformational steps and choices that we make that lead us to the bigger things in our life, fear is definitely present. That's how we develop courage and that's how we start to trust ourselves. Like I can think about decisions I've made in my own life, like leaving my job in my 20s and I didn't know what I was going to do right. next. It was a huge leap of faith. And we have to remember that in those leaps of faith, there's there's a free fall period. So that would be the first thing I'd say. The second mm-hmm. thing is, of course, you're in a rut because you're trying to do too much at once. You're trying to figure yes. out too much at once. So it's like paralysis by so many kind of things that you want to get done. And in a way, it's sort of like your coping strategy from having to take action because – and. Marie, you're not alone in this. So many of us, yeah, we, we say we want what we want, but when it comes to actually doing it, all these kind of old things come up and we fall into mm-hmm. what we call, um, what I call an avoidance trap. And I wrote about an expectation hangover because as a life coach, I've seen people spend a lot more time and energy and action invested in what they're trying to avoid versus what they really want, right? So you're talking about what you want, but you're trying to avoid things like failure, uncertainty, fear, all of those things. So everything you're trying to avoid is keeping you from going where you want to go. So the first thing I'd say is you mentioned a bunch of things. You know, you've got a move, you've got leaving your job, you've got getting over a breakup, you've got just kind of your own sort of feeling down. If you were to pick one thing, like one thing at a time to focus Mm -hmm. on, what would you start with? My career, for sure. Okay. And why that? Because it's, I mean, it kind of is the most important thing for me. I've worked very, very hard towards it. You know, I put myself through school and as much as I am really ready to leave my job, I am very fortunate to have this job. I have learned a lot and where I live, I'm in the fashion industry where I I live in a small town and there's no fashion here. So it was ironic that I was able to find this job because I ended up here for other reasons. And so I've kind of stayed there because I knew that I was, I was lucky to get that job and I was doing what I wanted to do, so to speak. It was, it's not my dream job, but it's in my industry. And like I said, I've learned a lot. Well, hold so on one second. I'm going to, I'm going to stop you because you said you were lucky to land that job. And that's not true. You landed that job because we're co-creators and you attracted it given where you were in your life. So mm-hmm. it it wasn't just a fluke that this happened. It right. was a series of events that led, led to this, which is why I'm actually going to challenge you for a second because what okay. I sense is most important for you right now is not necessarily career, and I'm going to get to that, but mm-hmm. it's really healing the relationship stuff because the most important relationship we have is our relationship with ourself and mm-hmm. breakups – trigger 
a bunch of kind of core issues and wounds that affect our relationship with ourselves, affect our confidence, affect just sort of the amount of love and our vibration. So if you want to make a career change, do you think it's best to do it now when you're feeling kind of down and you've got some leftover residue in your heart? Or do you think you might have better quote unquote luck if you work on really cleaning up the residue from this, seeing what you can learn, and then moving forward when your own self-love tank is full. Yeah. I, I've I've been kind of asking myself the same thing, like back and forth, because I've kind of been using just all the things that I've kind of been going through lately as a reason to just make that leap and go somewhere. Not Not really running away, kind of running away, but not really because I still have rhyme or reason behind right. it. And I know that I'm running towards something that could potentially be add value to my life. Well, but you're running so, towards something with a 50 pound backpack on your back of unresolved yeah. stuff. So it's yeah. more of a reactive choice. It's a reasonable reactive choice. It's not like you're mm-hmm. saying I'm selling everything and moving to Costa Rica and I'm just going to sit on the beach and sell coconuts. I mean, that's not what you're right. saying. So <laughs> it's a, it's a reasonable reactive choice, but I'd rather have you make a proactive choice that's aligned with the highest expression of you. Mm-hmm. So, And that doesn't have to be months from now. And, and also the thing, Marie, is you're going to have more clarity about the job stuff once you work on some of this other stuff. So do I have permission to, to kind of go a different direction, zigzag a little bit and, and coach oh, you about oh, the relationship? Okay. So let's yeah, go there Yeah, because I kind of wanted to touch that too, but I didn't want to give you too much. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. And the thing is, you didn't want to do to me what you're doing to yourself. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. So you know like it wouldn't serve our call if you loaded too much on me and try to figure it all out at once, but yet you're kind of expecting this of yourself. So I just want to reflect that back to you and in that give you permission to allow yourself to really just focus and hone in on one thing at a time. Because the thing with creative people like you is Mm -hmm. that, you know, your brain, that's that's one of the blessings and the curse of creativity. The brain just fires off all this stuff and wants to do everything at once. And and it's it's almost like you have to work, I hear you, you have to work with that part of you and just be like, all right, I'm going to write all this down in a journal. You know, it, it's sort of like your your future list or the thoughts you want out of your brain and keep a journal of the running thoughts and everything and just make mm-hmm. this agreement with your creative part that you're going to, you know, just focus on one thing at a time. So yeah. So just take a deep that breath. That is one of the hardest things that that is very hard for me to do. <laughs> very yeah, hard. I understand. It's been hard for you in the past, but it's totally something – that's a, a muscle you can build. So just take yeah. a deep, take it a really deep breath for a moment. <laughs> Good. And then just go into the relationship. Just close your eyes and just let yourself kind of feel into your emotional self. And just feel into what what heartache, what hurt is still there regarding the breakup. Yeah. I just feel like things weren't like re- resolved. Like there's still stuff that's float, like that's in the air that, you know, loose ends untied or whatever. Like, I don't know if it's the whole, like what people say closure or what, but I know there's things there that I need to either patch up or, or clear the air on, I guess, because mm-hmm. like I said, it wasn't 
it wasn't a bad breakup, you know, this is so sad to say, but it was like for the first time ever, I like, I didn't get cheated on or something. It wasn't like something like that, that that's why we broke up. It's just, you know, we weren't on the same page. We weren't on the same level and we just couldn't see eye to eye. And like, eventually like it just drove me crazy. I couldn't deal with it anymore, but I still love him so much. And I know he still loves me. So it's like, sometimes I battle, like, did we break up for the wrong reasons? Mm -hmm. You know, like is love, worth worth dealing with those other things I don't know but to that point like I have I have been making an effort like as of very recently like probably around the time that I emailed you I've been reaching out to him trying to just see him face to face to have this discussion and to kind of clear the air and talk about things and it's been it's been really hard on me because it hasn't happened. Like he just keeps having an excuse that I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I can't meet up with you. So ironically enough, I heard from him today and we're supposed to meet tomorrow. So, and you know, I is, guess what would you, what is what the, do you think we should talk about? Well, I don't know if you should really meet. Let me ask a question. What, okay. what do you feel like you want him to know? What needs to be said that you think has been unsaid? I guess just that I like, I want him to know that I do still love him and care about him and that I, I just really do wish that things could have been better or that we could have found a way to make it work again. And I'm uh, quite frankly, I'm a little bit disappointed as well, though, that it didn't because I don't feel like he really did his part on trying and I don't want to point fingers. You know, I have no problem saying if I made any certain mistakes and I don't really want to reflect on the past if I do sit down with him and talk to him because I don't want it to be a negative conversation. I just kind of want to let him know that like, you know, I do still have feelings for him and I care about him. And if we don't get back together, I just hope that he really figures his life out and gets his stuff together, you know? So I'm going to ask you two questions and just put your ego aside for a moment and know, Mm -hmm. and just answer and know that you're serving a lot of people when you answer these. So, so put your ego aside. I'm going to ask you two questions. Just answer yes or no. And really honest, honest, honest. Okay. No judgment, just honest. Mm -hmm. The first question, do you consider yourself a people pleaser or do you really care about what people think of you? Um, Yes or no? uh, Yes. Okay. Do you like being right? Yes. Okay. So why do you think I asked those questions? I don't, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) So whenever I am working with someone on whether or not to have a meeting or a conversation, what I really work to discern with the person is, is it coming from love or is it coming from ego? And from what you shared, it sounds like this is more of a conversation coming from ego coming from wanting to make sure he sees where he messed up, but also wanting to make sure he knows you still love him or care about him so that he doesn't have bad feelings towards you. And also I hear that you do want to acknowledge the good. All that said, a lot of times we can go into a conversation with someone forgetting who they are. So for example, I I say a lot, don't go to a Chinese restaurant when you want nachos. You know, it Mm -hmm. sounds like a lot of the trouble in the relationship was he wasn't showing up in the way that that you wanted. There were different value systems, communication issues, those kind of things. And if that's the reason that we broke up, then having a conversation, expecting to kind of have a different kind of conversation, I think could just leave you with an expectation hangover. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I fear that as well because a lot of the things that I said I wanted to discuss was because, yeah, I, I already know, I know how he, he would react to things if I would say, if I wanted to discuss other things, like if I wanted to reflect on the past, I already know how he's going to react. So I'm trying to not do that for him. I'm trying to, I'm trying to let him know, like, I'm, I'm not trying to point fingers at you or talk about mistakes that either of us made, because I know, like, I'm, yes, I have already been kind of tailoring this particular conversation with him based off of how I already know he's going to react. Right. So, I mean, yeah, maybe I am doing it for the wrong reasons and well, it's, there's not no, bad reasons, but there's no, there's not right or wrong. There's just yeah. what's going to get you to where you want to go quicker. And what I really hear is you want to get to freedom and forgiveness. So here's what I would suggest. And everything I say as a buffet, you take what you like, you leave the rest behind. So what I would suggest is that your communication to him rides on the energy of love. And I'm going to tell you how to do that in a second. And then the, the conversation that you're intending to have with him, which is honestly, it sounds more like a processing conversation than a closure conversation. A closer mm-hmm. converse, con- conversation has nothing to do with people confuse closure um, with a processing conversation. People say they want closure, but really they want to like say everything they didn't get to say in the relationship or make a point or whatever. But closure is really about I love you and thank you for being a soulmate to me and thank you for teaching me and I wish you luck, love and light and luck with your life. That's closure. Right. So. What I would suggest is that you do the more processing part on your own. And I give this coaching advice a lot to to do some writing to him that you don't send that's what you wished would have happened, what you learned from the relationship, what you forgive him for, and what you forgive yourself for, and really process that without him. And and also, Mm -hmm. you know, own your end of it. Take 100% responsibility for your 50%. And then with him, instead of having the meeting, because it seems like things are a little too fresh to have that so far, but it seems like it could just get into a rehashy conversation. This is what Mm -hmm. I see a lot of what happens with a lot of people in breakups. They have this conversation that's supposed to be closure and they end up rehashing something and it ends up being super long and things get drawn out and the breakup gets messy. If you Mm -hmm. want this to be a breakup so that you can get closure and move on with your life, then having a long processing conversation isn't going to get you there. But what you could do is write him a letter that you actually do send, acknowledging him for everything that he did give you, sharing what you really love and respect about him, and thanking him and saying goodbye. That is clean closure. You process your stuff that's triggering you on your own, and closure is really about gratitude and forgiveness. Yeah. I feel like I'm juggling between the two. Like some days I feel like that's what I want. And some days I feel like I want the other thing, you know. But here's the thing, Marie. You keep going back to him for nachos when he's a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Like what you want in this closure conversation is the same exact thing you didn't get in the relationship, which is why you're breaking up with him. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) So can you just trust your intuition on this? Mm Mm-hmm. And just acknowledge him for where he is and what he's ready for in his life. Okay. Yeah. Because intuitively it sounds like you know that this was a great journey relationship, but not the one for the long haul. Is that accurate? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So here's how this ties back to career. 
Our intuition is how we get clarity, right? That's that's how we get clarity. That's how you're going to get clarity mm-hmm. on the job thing, on any aspect of our life. But when we don't listen to it, when we don't ignore it, it starts to get fuzzy and foggy because mm-hmm. there's a part of us that goes, oh, well, she's not listening to her intuition, so I guess I'll just quiet down. And the voice of the mind gets louder. So if you really listen to your intuition on this and complete this with love, work your end of it in terms of where you felt misunderstood, in terms of where you showed up in a way that you don't want to show up like again, you know, we all have our end of it, and really honor the ending of it, then your intuition is going to be like, oh, wow, all right, she closed that chapter, she's listening, more shall be revealed then. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, total sense. Yeah, because I mean, I already kind of felt that way. I'm like, I, I, I know I'm ready to move on from my job, but at the same token, I know my mind's not quite right right now. Like, you know, I'm not my my passion and desire and excitement that I normally have. It's not there right now. And, you know, yeah, I don't want right. to I don't want to enter like some a new chapter of my life or something with that mind, that state of mind. You know, I want to be back to my old self first. Right. Well, like I so said, it, it makes you- total sense. Yeah, it's like you're running towards a goal with a 50-pound backpack. Right. So if you complete this, if you end it with with closure the way I recommended versus trying to get it from him, mm-hmm. then I feel like you're going to have a lot more energetic real estate and a lot more clarity in terms of your next step regarding your job. And you'll also see the thing about feeling kind of down and kind of like, ugh, is mm-hmm. often it's because we're suppressing – grief. And if you clearly, if you really just end this and let go of needing him to understand anything or say anything or any of that, then you actually can then grieve it. Like you can actually grieve it because it's over, over. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole getting over it and on with it. It's hard to get over something when you're still hanging on a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So once you grieve this, you know, maybe you send that letter, you work through, if you have expectation hangover, I highly recommend the emotional chapter and the mental chapter the treat of the treatment plan because that'll really help with this. If you okay. do that and then grieve it, it's like that, that sort of suppressed emotion will wash through you and you won't feel the heaviness that you feel so much because it takes up a lot of energy to suppress and be in indecision and limbo. And that makes us feel depressed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You definitely nailed it. That's exactly how I've been feeling. Yeah. So, (laughs) so we're coming to the end here. I just want you to kind of tell me what, what you're feeling and and how you think you're going to move forward. I well, I feel I feel a lot more confident now talking to you because you definitely you definitely confirmed a lot of things for me, and I kind of needed that, you know, because I I'm kind of one of those type of people that likes other people's opinions, or you know, I just need someone to kind of walk me through things sometimes when it comes to this type of stuff. So this definitely helped me. I feel confident, and I feel confident in in really actually finding closure with that relationship and not trying to leave things open. Because yes, mm-hmm. as much as I I sometimes feel like. I still want to hold on to something. I know the right thing is that I need to to move on. Like our relationship was not healthy for me. So I'm going to definitely find that closure. And I do absolutely believe exactly what you said. I think once I do that, I'll feel a lot better about myself and I'll be, I'll be able to focus on my career again in the right way. 
because yeah. I just kind of lost myself there for a while. I lost my sparkle that I always had. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And the, the great thing too is as you listen more to that voice of your intuition, that desire mm-hmm. to get other people's opinions about what you should uh-huh. do will also go down because yeah. you'll, you'll have access to your own inner wisdom, which yeah. always knows best. So I hope this call highlighted the importance of focusing on one thing at a time. Marie was going on and on about her career, but really she had this lingering incomplete issue, the breakup, that she wasn't over. So I'm not saying if you're going through something, you shouldn't focus on anything else. Sometimes the pain of any expectation hangover can positively fuel creative projects and ideas. However, if you're pursuing something as a way to push down the pain of something else, That's what will perpetuate a feeling of stuckness, which is especially frustrating because you'll feel drained from all the energy you're exerting to distract yourself from dealing with what you really need to deal with. It's kind of like running on a treadmill, actually thinking you're getting somewhere. A lot of energy is exerted and calories are burned, but you've really just stayed in the same place. I also want to highlight the difference between a closure conversation and a processing conversation. So a closure conversation is really about sharing learnings, saying unsaid things that you want to say that have no blame attached to them, gratitude, and forgiveness. A processing conversation has a lot more attachment involved. It's about being right, getting something from the other person, feeling validated, and so on. And honestly, if you're broken up, Skip the processing conversations. You've probably had a gazillion of those and they didn't work. You're broken up for a reason. Trust that. Move on. Go for closure instead. And remember, you don't need the other person to have closure. You can do it in a letter writing process. And I'll give you a reminder about that in the assignments towards the end here. And also trust. Trust that as you actually deal with and heal your expectation hangovers as they come, instead of trying to do everything at once or distract yourself, more aligned opportunities will come your way. I've seen this so much in the people that I coach, and I see this in my personal life. I can remember you know, the time leading up to my divorce, you know, when I was thinking about it and we were going through the separation and I was kind of in and out and not wanting to deal with it. When I finally dealt with it and we got the papers done and sold the house and I moved out, it was like everything in my life opened up. My career opened up to a new level. New people came into my life because I dealt with really that big expectation hangover that I needed to deal with instead of distracting myself with trying to do it all at once. So just trust that wherever you are now, whatever challenge you're in, wherever you feel stuck, if you really dive in and deal with it and heal it, the opportunities will come your way that are more aligned with your healthiest self. So if you takeaways for you, remember, if there are multiple things you're dealing with in your life, pick one. Now, if there are multiple problems or questions that you're sorting out, pick one to focus on. And usually pick the one that you don't want to deal with because that's probably the most important. Next, if you want that closure conversation or letter, here's the topics that I would encourage you to either talk about or write about. What you learned, what you're grateful for, what you forgive the other person for, and what you forgive yourself for. And share acknowledgement 
what you love and respect about that other person and yourself. Thank them and say goodbye. The best way to get unstuck from a breakup is to actually break up, say goodbye and move on. And now it's my turn to say goodbye, but just for now, you know, I'll be back. Be sure to check out this week's coaching corner. And it always means a lot to me if you leave a rating and review on iTunes, which really helps to support the show. Sending you all a lot of encouraging energy to get unstuck, to go in, to dive in, deal and heal those expectation hangovers. And just know every challenge, every single challenge leads to amazing opportunity. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.